This is Coin Talk, a podcast where we discuss all things Bitcoin and crypto. My name is Crypto Slim. This is Walls. This is T Crypto, aka TC. Let's get into it. Like, what do you think like Texas adoption of Bitcoin looks like? Um, I don't know how you know it will play out in the long run because um, there's going to be a lot of hurdles. But if they do, you know, get it right, I think it would put Texas on the forefront to being um, a front runner in the economy. Uh, tech technology wise, um, just because if we're whoever's first is going to see the, the initial benefits, um, you know, we know that with just investing. Um, so I think that Texas can really put, set themselves up ahead and become, you know, a big, a, a, no, known as a power state, which, which is can, can be said it already is, but to set itself ahead of the herd. Yeah, so you look at uh, West Texas, uh, there's a lot of oil fields out there. A lot of the people in oil and gas industry are either in the mining industry or looking to get into it. You have a lot of stranded energy. Basically, stranded energy just doesn't have infrastructure, so there's nowhere for it to go. So you have people looking to capture that stranded energy and turn that into mining. So when we talk about climate change and you know Bitcoin being terrible for the, for the environment, I would look at it differently. I think Bitcoin and a lot of the miners are using innovation. And I think Bitcoin is looking to solve some of those issues and also bring peace through um, climate, you know, the climate change. I think that uh, El Salvador, you look at what they're doing with their volcanoes. Again, like I said, the oil and gas field, uh, what they're doing. And I think that there's gonna be a lot of innovation in this space. And it's actually been surprising to see since China went offline with their miners, how much of that power, that hash rate power has come to North America. And I think this is just the beginning. Um, I think that there's a lot of people that still don't know about it and they're just regurgitating a lot of things that they hear. But if you really look at it, there's a lot of innovation going on in Bitcoin and mining. And I think that that's where uh, we talk about Texas. I think that's one of the big things that I've seen is a lot of people pushing to get land in Texas. And um, there's been a lot of companies moving to Austin for technology. Um, just because I think that that's a, that's a, gonna be another hub. You look at what Tesla's doing. Um, I mean, there's a you talk exodus from the East Coast, there's an exodus from the West Coast as well. And just speaking about how big Texas is, I was reading this the other day that El Paso is closer to San Diego than it is to Houston. So when we talk about how big Texas is and the amount of people, and just if you were to get just one state to put, I mean, if Texas, I saw that the um, Houston Firefighters Pension Fund, I think they had like, I don't want to, you know, may have been like $4 billion or something like that, Walls, you may know, but they invested a portion of that, like $25 million into Bitcoin, I think it was Ethereum. But I think if you look at the states and municipalities, what's actually in the state of Texas, if they were to follow the mayor of Miami's lead, I think that, you know, Texas really has a, a potential to be one of the greatest states. I mean, basically could be its own country right now, but definitely one of the best states in the in the United States. Yeah, I, ne- I actually never thought about it. I uh, thought about it like that, but it could become its own little country with, within America if they adopt Bitcoin on their balance sheet because, I mean, what, what would stop them after that? Okay, going to like um, Nigeria, I don't know what the, you know, legislation or, you know, what the, what it looks like as far as getting you know, Bitcoin approved. I know there's been quite a bit of pushback over there. Um, why is that? And then I've seen there's a lot of violence. You know, you see violence everywhere. But can Bitcoin help solve some of these issues that we see going on? 
Well, they don't. There, there's a lot of there's been a lot of pushback uh, on cryptocurrency and Bitcoin because of the control factor. You know, Nigeria is known for wanting to have control um, over the citizens, and that's why they're they're actually creating their own cryptocurrency. You know, they don't want people to have their own banks banking system because if that happens, then that gives more power to the people. I want to I want to ask you guys a question. I hear a lot of people talk about why don't why don't you know Black Americans why don't we just create our own cryptocurrency? So tell why do what is the pros and cons? Like why would someone want to create their own currency when there's Bitcoin already? Do you see um, that there could be both or use cases or what would you tell people? I mean, I've I've never really understood the point of creating your own personal cryptocurrencies. I mean, I could I would I think. NFTs will be a better way to do NFT would be a better vehicle to do that in because now there's in this kind of there's some type of arrangement of why someone should be buying it but to just buy you know the walls coin and or the African American coin I don't I don't see what the use case is that is for that I would more I could see an NFT being used for that where there's incentives behind that purchasing the actual NFT it's very limited in nature um, and there's royalties behind the purchase. But I, I, I haven't seen like a, a true understanding. Again, we're in the cryptocurrency space in the early stages, so this may or may not work out. So, you know. Just think for, um, to have your own uh, currency, there would have to be enough people that believe in that. And there has to be a reason for everyone to believe into that. Um, like Bitcoin gives us that reason. So wanting to create your own currency, I think it just, like Wall said, we're in the early stages. If that would take a, a long time for that, for something like that to happen. I'm gonna push back on that. Uh, Ethereum, what do you say to that? Well, Ethereum is more of, it has a use case and it's a platform that you can build upon. If if there's a use case, then that, you know that changes um, the scenario because there's other coins out there that I think it could be that could do something. Like we we named a few that we're invested in that we believe in. But just to create your own currency without a U case, um, I just think there there has to be something in place for that for it to take off. Or just even so like when you look at would, Do- uh, we look at Dogecoin, okay? Um, if the, if enough people like you know Elon Musk and enough people believe in it, then there's a small chance that you know something like that can can take off. But there will still have to be, I think there'll still have to be some type of development there for it to you know last longer. So I don't, I don't know how far you want to go down this rabbit hole, but I know you did um, visit uh, Libya prior to, you know, the unfortunate um, execution of their leader. But I think that um, he was on to something, um, trying to unify Africa. Uh, how do you see, does Bitcoin or cryptocurrencies, do they play any part in that? It can play a part in it, just from the simple fact that it could be a universal currency that everyone use and you know, taking out that, that middleman, which is powerful. Um, there's going to be a lot of pushback from that, as we already see. There was pushback from Gaddafi trying to do that, as we have seen. I'm not going to get into any conspiracy um, theories, but, right. you know, me me living there and seeing what he was trying to do with uh, the people of that nation and how he was really trying to unite Africa. And there was a few other um, countries that was, all, that was leading the forefront, um, you know, uh, Tunisia, um, Egypt was, uh, you know, a few of them, and it was crazy how the re- revolution started with those three companies, with those three countries. Um, like I said, I'm not trying to be a conspiracy theorist, but <laughs> um, can you it, talk it, a little just, about just like what Libya was like? 
uh, Libya was beautiful. Um, the people were very nice. They love Americans. They just didn't really like the uh, American government. Um, Sound like Americans. <laughs> so uh, it was, I mean, it was a great experience. You know, they had, you know, uh, parts where there was, you know, more you consider high end and other areas where it was more low end. But I think that's like every place that, you know, in the world, right. you know, more, there's places more than others. But Gaddafi, what he was, he was doing, um, what he was doing there, I, I felt like was expiring because they had, you know, free health care. Um, they didn't pay rent for the, for the houses. You know? No one knows. Yeah, no one knows how much money Gaddafi had, but he was probably one of the richest men in the world. They just did, they didn't know how much money he had uh, with oil and all the gold that they had out there in Libya. Um, but he was doing a lot for his people. So the pushback that he got was kind of weird to, you know, to say. So, okay. That, I think that that's a good point, man. When we talk about Bitcoin and why it is great. And I think that uh, we bring up, you know, creator Satoshi Nakamoto, we don't know who that is. And there's no person to go after. I felt that if there was a person to go after Bitcoin wouldn't be what it is. What do y'all think about that? Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing, right? Um, it's it's a way to remove uh it's a way to reduce uh counterparty risk right there's no one person that's in control uh we don't know who this person is there is no way to attack this person um you know physically or financially so there's no way you can manipulate a market in a way right this we're all taking the risk that satoshi could you know unlock his account and sell all his bitcoin into the market and you know, so that we're all screwed, so to speak. But you know, that's I'm, trying, I'm trying to grab that. Yeah, I would, I would buy me some of that too. <laughs> but you know, it's, it, it it just kind of removes that risk where there's no one, there's no one central, uh, you know, place where you can attack the 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 network, right? Yeah, that's what I think too. I feel like um, the fact that there's there's not a single person to attack, and that the fact that Bitcoin is so decentralized. Um, it just, you know, transfer that, that control of what we're used to of, you know, authority of one organization or just maybe two or three organizations and to spread out to, uh, you know, all the different nodes that it makes it harder for it to attack. When we talk about the, you know, the 51% attack, um, you know, that's that's virtually almost impossible for that to happen to, you know, to Bitcoin. Other cryptocurrencies, <laughs> not, you know, yeah, that's We've a nice story. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> right. <seen> it happen. <laughs> right. Thank y'all for tuning in to this episode of Coin Talk. Remind you, we are not financial advisors. This is not financial advice. Please do your own research. Like, share, and subscribe, and we'll catch you on the next episode. We out. Peace.